video. This video on I TikTok. Love, I just love. Amazing. I love to think about how I look while I do things. That's my favorite. You'll get to watch it over and right. over again. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's my dream. I, I really like it when I make a weird face on television. And then I I, the other it. day, uh, there was some CNBC clip. And like the, if you just looked at like the, the still, it was like me making the weirdest that, facial expression I, ever. Like most unpleasant, unattractive. Every day, man. I'm just like. Facial expression. The neck. And by the way, the thing about TV is like all you become a. I become obsessed with my neck. Like, I'm like, should you, I? I don't ever watch. Do you watch yourself on TV? Uh, October? I, I used, never do. So I used to not be able to watch myself because it was too yeah, upsetting. upsetting right. But now I'll see it and I don't give a shit. Interesting. I can listen to, I listen to the podcast. Right. Partly also to figure out how much I can kind of improve and whatever. Right. But I still can't watch myself on TV. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, there's just nothing for anyone. No. Um, Solves no problems. I think we might as well actually leave this in because I'm sure people are fascinated to know that the, the occasional TV pundits like me and Molly, how we then process it emotionally afterwards. Um, welcome back to Firewall. I'm your host, Bradley Tusk. Uh, fun episode today. Um, typical Tuesday episode, but our friend Molly John Fast decided to join us. So Molly, thanks for, for agreeing to come down here and hang out with us. She's at the studio. We're going to go have breakfast at Russian Daughters <laughs> after this. Um, and, you know, same kind of Tuesday format, but just thought it would be fun to sort of get get another voice, uh, and a, a highly distinctive and uh, not afraid to say what she thinks voice uh, as well in the group. So, um, Hugo, how are you? Oh, I'm good. But we did, shouldn't we talk to Molly first? Well, I'm just, I just asked, <laughs> how are you? Molly and I have already been chatting about how she can now watch herself on television. That's and right. I, I still cannot. But hi, Molly. How are you? Thank hi, you for Bradley. Coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is sort of one of those episodes where we just kind of talk about whatever crosses our minds. And we're still in an internal debate as to whether the listeners prefer this or hear me actually asking experts questions that they know the answers to. But um, so far, we're going with this. So, Hugo... Um, how do you want to start this? You're going to well, I think, quarterback so, us here? I, I, one of the first things I wanted to say was that um, we were going to talk about AI in a column that you've written on AI, Bradley. But um, you and I have just talked about it a lot. But I thought maybe we'd just ask Molly first, to what extent does AI factor into your life? Do you think about it? Are you worried about it? What's your sort of operating thesis on, on AI? I hate AI. Okay, why? And first of all, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like NFTs. It's just unbearable to talk about. No, but there's a big distinction. <laughs> well, because NFTs useless. were bullshit. Right. No, um, I, my actually my podcast producer Jesse does have AI rejigger stuff. Actually, the thing that I think is most interesting about AI in my uh, is he has an AI come in and fix some of the misspeakings uh, of different guests, and my voice is so problematic that AI doesn't work on it. You mean you're just, you, the AI can't, you're the anomaly. You're yeah. the one that AI yeah. can't figure because, out. Because, I mean, thank you, I'm very pleased. Um, it, It's partially because I have one vocal cord, but it's also just because I can't. Wait, how many vocal cords do most people have? Two. And why do you have one? Because it's so stupid. Like, that's a story that should be like, and I had a terrible disease, and, you know, they saved my life. No, this I just... This is when you ran into the building to save the, the kittens. <laughs> that's right. It was the kittens. No, it was Jill Loda. I was like, I will not save those kittens. Run them down. Uh, that's a joke about Joe Loda. Poor Joe Loda, who tried to run right. for mayor. He did. <laughs> He's a, a good guy, great public servant, mayor of election goes so well. I'm guessing that less than 1% of our listeners still know who no. Joe is, but, but I, I like him, and I think it sounds like you do, too. Right. 
Uh, yeah. Well, I have no opinion about oh, Joe Lotto. Oh, I like Lotto, Joe. He's but, a nice guy. Yeah. But he did, it was like a famous moment in New York politics because they, they asked him during a debate whether he would stop a train that was... Or no, it was actually there were a box of kittens. It actually was real, right? I don't, I don't remember any of this. I you don't, don't remember this? No. There was a box of kittens on the subway line or there was the oh, question... Oh, he, he had them euthanized? He said, I would run down the kittens. <laughs> And huh. That's I usually would, not good politics. I, and that was the moment that I thought this <laughs> guy just does not have See, a shot. See, otherwise I yeah. thought the Republican nominee for mayor had a great <laughs> shot. But yeah, once he said that about the kittens, he was Yeah, fucked. the kittens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Joe Loda, who now has gone on to do great things, because anyway, he avoided the curse of being New York City mayor. Do you know that no one has ever won a single election <laughs> after serving as New York City mayor for <laughs> anything? <laughs> House, Senate, governor, president, state house. It, Nothing. And yet still... They, they all try. They all run for president. All try to oh, run yeah. For, I'm sure Eric's thinking about it as oh, the, No way that Eric doesn't run for president. Yeah. He's got the wardrobe. Yeah, maybe not 24. Well, that's... We'll get into this, but, but actually, which is... If somehow, let's just start it out. So the Times had a piece yesterday yeah. about Biden's age, and it was notable in the sense that I don't think the Times has anything without a political agenda behind it, right? Oh, They're not just reporting I, for I the sake of good journalism. This idea. And it wasn't like wildly harsh, but it was for, for a positive, supportive outlet. It basically made the case like, this guy's really fucking old. Um, and so. The question is, was it the beginning of a concerted effort to convince the president not to run for re-election? All right. So I have I have that statement has like brought up five questions good. for me. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, One is, do you think that's true that the Times always has a political motive? Uh, yes, because I think it fits their business model really well. So I think what Salzberger or somebody there figured right. out, um, actually the, the C... Oh, oh, Meredith, she seems to be like the real business brains behind the operation. Right. Therefore, I can tell. Um, the Fox News model works, right? Which is if if you appeal to people about what they're aggrieved about and just reinforce and validate them 24-7 over and over again, they will spend a lot of money on subscriptions. They will look at the ads, everything else. So ironically, the more leftist, the more anti-capitalist, the more sort of woke the Times becomes, the more money Salzburger and the shareholders make. So I think the whole thing's a scam. I think you're completely wrong. Good. And I would like to add... Wrong about the business model or about their intentions? Well, I don't know. I can't speak to their business model. Just look, just look at the share price. Right. Look no, at the, I mean... Return, I, it's clearly... Right. Case. But I think a lot... I mean, in my mind, their business model is a lot about, like, the... The food stuff. I mean, stuff yeah, that I don't yeah, even Yeah, there's understand. definitely other stuff right, like, like cooking. Like the sports, the wordle, you know, things yeah, that for, just... for sure. Yeah. That's also definitely part of it. But, uh, but in my mind, I don't think of the... See, I mean, this is our political divide, right? It's like, you think the Times is too woke, and yes. I think the Times is, is actually... And again, I don't want to... Like, some of my favorite people in the world write for the Times, and some of the best... Like, and again, I'm in the opinion space, so, right. but some of the best opinion reporting, I think, in the world comes, I mean, the problem with the Times is just, they're the only game in town. Yeah, it's, so it's, they and get it's the not mutually scrutiny. exclusive, right? Yeah. So, like, it's not like, look, I still read it, even though I'm skeptical of it. Right. Um, you tried not to read it for a while. I tried not to for what a while. What would you read? The Wall Street so, Journal? Well, I mean, so, what are the other so choices? So, Washington Post is your next Best right, bat. right, for sure. Um, I would say over the course of a morning, 
if it's a, like today, I was like up and out of bed at five, so it was very productive. Uh, don't times, Washington like, Post. Stop my, bragging. My, Five a.m. Well, you know, but yesterday right. on a day where I was going to like exercise and meditate and do all the stuff, I didn't do any of it. So right. today right. I had to be productive. Okay. Um, my son and I read the Europe Post together every morning. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, the the challenge with it actually is. If you, you used to, we've been doing this now for five, six years. Okay, how old is he? He's 14. And okay. five, six years ago, kind of right before Trump started, it was crazy, but you could sort of skip the crazy stuff and still have a decent amount left right, to right, read. Right. We are running politics. into a problem now where <laughs> when you skip all the crazy <laughs> shit, there's like, for example, car ads. Yeah, well, or just like, so take out all the stuff on Hunter Biden's laptop. He's probably guilty. I don't care. Well, what's right? the crime? Well, I don't know. The whatever. crime is doing crap right. and sleeping with hookers. Crisis, I mean, whatever. So once you get through all the sort of ranting and raving about national politics, it used to be that there was right good local politics, business, sports. Right. They have not had a business section for a month now that hasn't had a story about the Bud Light thing. So we've right. now skipped so the business cares? section because yeah. like whatever. Um, and the Mets are so fucking terrible. It's hard to really read the sports section. <laughs> we don't read the opinion page. Uh, I read my horoscope. My son won't read his. He thinks it's bullshit. Well, um, good for him. Does he know? Um, so, um, <laughs> Daily News, because uh, I write for them sometimes. Right. And then uh, and then the journal for what I think I might need to know for my actual day job where I make money. Um, I want to pause for a minute and talk about the New York Post. Because growing up, I grew up in New York City. I We always got the Post and the Daily News. Yeah. Always, always. It's a lot. And uh, the Daily News was then much more... You know, was enormous, and it was like much more dynamic, right? It yeah. was like a real yeah. serious newspaper. Not that it's not anymore, but it had money behind it. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then eventually, I got so my husband actually got so disgusted by the New York Post, he was like, "Enough, we're not going to have the New York Post anymore." Which for him, he's not. He tends not to be that type to really put his foot down. My second son, whose name show. Uh, not be said like Voldemort. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my second son was like subscribed to New York Post without us knowing. So now every oh, morning so he gets it. Right. We get the New York Post. Physical or digital? Physical. Physical. Right? Did you know the, the iPad version of the Post Action Party Guys? It's exactly the physical paper, but just swipes. So you don't have the actual piece of paper. I, I hate iPads. I can't get involved with iPads. But anyway, the, <laughs> I just why is my phone enormous? Like who cares? But I'm telling you, yeah. we're. We're literally, so every morning, there's the New York Post. And, you know, we have one neighbor on our floor, and they're, like, luckily... Do they steal your post all the time? No, they're horrified. I mean, they're upset. They're right. I mean, luckily, they know me, and they, you know, but, like, I mean, Matt's, like, people are seeing that we have the New York Post. Like, this is an albatross. Right. Although, would would he object to the journal? Yes. He would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, because the difference with the journal is... And you're, you're, do you consider yourself a journalist? Yes. Yes. What would I well, be? Because you're like, because you it's consider a, yourself a well, journalist. Because no, it's like you're not like no. out there reporting the story. You're like, I'm an opinion journalist. Exactly. Right. Your mind. Right. I made a face. Let the record show the that I made a, a, mean a mean face, face at Bradley. Me. Um, about that. Yeah. And I, well, if I didn't have but, so much Botox in my forehead, I'd make a really mean face. But the difference with the journalist, I would argue, is. 
to Rupert's credit, the the editorial page is nuts, right? right? Just nuts. I don't even look at it. I mean, but the, he basically <laughs> left the rest of the, unlike the New York Post, right? Right. right. He basically left the rest of the journal alone, right? And so if you're me and you need to know some things every right. day to do your job, like there's no real impediment to that. You might be better off with the FT. The FT is great. Yeah. I agree with that. It's just a little less. No one ever says to me, unfortunately, like, hey, did you see that piece in the FT? Right, right, right. And people will say that about the journal. All right. We'll get, we'll let Rupert Murdoch have this one paper. We'll get paper. This, 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 this one, one paper. Now the succession's yeah. over. Yeah. Then he gets this one paper. Attention. But yeah. All right. So but back to the Times oh, then. So the you, your, your point is that they are just out there doing the good for the public and the world. No, and, I, and they're oh, not trying to make money. Thank you. I feel like. They don't have an agenda. <laughs> you, and that's why Tom Cotton's piece went over so well. You're, yeah. you're the worst. You know that's that. I really. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. I just don't think they're politically motivated on every piece. And it's an enormous paper. You couldn't have that kind of. Uh, you would. You don't have that kind of editorial. I, I agree that if it's like the wire cutter about the best vacuum cleaner in 2023, right. like sure, but maybe. But like a piece on the front page on Sunday about the president of the United States who's heading to re-election, you don't think there was a political motive to that piece? I mean, I would say I think that a lo- there's been a lot of talk, even from Biden camp, even from the you know, but Biden camp was one of the first places where they said you know Biden's age. I mean, they're talking about it too. I would also say, like, one of the pod bros was tweeting about that piece and actually said they thought it was, like, pretty, pretty gentle. Yeah. But it, it, the question is, was it gentle? So the time, there's one of three possibilities. Okay. We'll start with your See, unrealistic Deeply, viewpoint, deeply paranoid about which, the New York Times. Which is like, that they that? just wrote an article, right? Okay. Right. Unlikely, well, maybe, but sure, we'll give you okay. that. Possible. Possible being that they wrote it not to kind of start trying to prod him out of the race, but to try to almost sort of debunk the issue a little bit, right. take it which off the would table. Might, which is what Biden right. world has been right. doing. So, so maybe they're doing it in cooperation with Biden world. Well, not or, even a cooperation, but they're just, you know, again, perhaps. I don't, um, I, I'm, there is no, I, I'm going to really go out on a limb here and say that things are much less coordinated than people who, than a lot of people think. I, I think that that's right. But I think that, be, again, I believe that the Times makes its money, which we do the whole 16th percent. Terry, it's going to make you angry. It's not going to make... No, I, well, 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 you haven't heard it yet. I, so here's my world view. Let me tell you a, a secret. View. Almost nothing makes me angry. Good. Go. I would argue that the New York Times is emblematic of the 16th percent <laughs> mentality. <laughs> Megan's like Megan. Megan's here. I, I feel like Megan may have heard faces. this again before. More, yeah. more than once. <laughs> yeah. You're not just just to be clear. Uh, well, I'm not reveal your income on the air. You're not part of the 16 <laughs> percent. Wait, what is the 16 percent? So let's just take that as an income number, right? Okay. The people in the 16th percent economically, right? So they the 16 the, lowest, 16 no, highest. No, 16th highest. Okay. That's your New York Times devotee. Okay. That is your head of a nonprofit. That is your top people at universities. Okay. That is the head of most media outlets. That is a lot of people. What's in the government. number on sixteen percent? Call it a family household income of one hundred and sixty grand. Okay. Let's call, right. call two hundred to make it simple. Okay. Maybe that's not exactly sixteen. It is people who really that many people make. That seems like a lot of people making over two hundred thousand dollars a year. I think it is that, but we'll, okay. we, we, Good we for can them. fact check All it. Right. But but they are often the people who. Um, I hate the 1% the most by far um, because they didn't make it. 
right? right. They are the people who they kind of grew up in somewhat similar environments. Is this in the your world. theory? This is my theory. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm they, say, they, not, this is not some theory. That, this is not a. Theory. This, is this is not a theory. Paul Krugman theory, right? No, no, no. no. Okay. These are people who, you know. Went to law school and they didn't make partner. They didn't right, make right, get out right. of McKinsey. They they moved to the suburbs because they couldn't afford to stay right, in right. Manhattan. And the dominated fraction of and, the dominated and, class. Yeah, and they have one. They have two options, right? They can say, you know what, I wasn't good enough. I didn't right. work hard enough. I didn't right. sacrifice enough. I'm not smart enough. Or the people who got it, it's sort of like they're like Trump, but on the left, the people who got this cheated. They only got to hear where they are because they are corrupt and evil. And since I can't compete with them professionally or I'm economically, gonna I'm going to hate them and I'm going to show that I'm so much more virtuous than them that even though they have more money than me and even though I still desperately aspire to that money even though I never admit it, I'm going to pretend like they are just terrible people so I feel better about myself. And the New York Times does more to play into that mentality and, and exploit it and make money right. off of it than, than anybody. I am uh, here to tell thesis. you you're completely wrong and would, that this is not a thing. No. And no. And I, I will continue to be your friend, but you're completely wrong here. First of all, I think you may have had an experience like this with people like this, but I do not think that this is the dot. This is, look, I mean, it is. You think it's the 80th percent that's really upset about the 1%? No, I don't think that it's a coordinated thing. I think that there's a, there are a lot of thoughts out there. I think there are a lot of ideas out there. I think that certainly wealth inequality is enormous. And I say this as someone who, you know, I probably, I grew up very privileged. Um, I have been quite uh, lucky in my life in a lot of ways. Um and I don't, I just don't, I don't think that, I don't think it's that coordinated. And I also don't think that there, that it's quite, I just, I don't think you're right. So I, maybe there's not like a meeting between like Sosberger and Elizabeth Warren and whoever to like plot the whole thing out. But I think that from a business model standpoint, and Fox News has proved this, appealing to the aggrieved nature of your reader or viewer is a very profitable thing to do. And I think the Times business model has evolved into that. It may not be that every day that they have them, I mean, you work there, you know, better than we do, but that they have the big, the big <laughs> we'll just bring you in here the big meeting where they kind of discuss what's going to be on A1 or whatever else. It may not be that they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, we better make sure that, that we trash these five people so that, you know, everyone in Montclair is happy with us today. But yeah, it's not that tightly managed, that's no, for sure. That's but, what but, I was just want to I just want to do one chatbot uh, fact check. Um, the, um, according to chatbot, um, the percentage of American households making over $200,000 a year is 6.9%. Yeah, that's what I thought Correct. it was more like that, which is so right. low. So I mean, let's, that's... let's revise the 16th percent to the 8th percent. Right. Seven percent. I mean, the thing that I, yeah, I don't think they're that organized, and I also I don't think the editorial control is that tight. I would also say I don't think that. I think what's happening is not a personal thing against the one percent, as much as many members of the one percent feel that way, and I honor that. Um, I think what really it is is that there is uh, a question about capitalism, and I say this as a beneficiary of capitalism. Right. And but are the people questioning it, the people who would, so if, if all of a sudden they got bumped up to the 1% tomorrow, would they turn it down because they think it's immoral? I don't think that's really the issue here. I don't think it's like a personal, I don't, I actually don't think it's personal. I actually think it's a question of like, are we doing 
are we doing this the right way? And are we doing it in a way where we're right. bringing everyone up? And you, I know you, and I know that you believe very strongly in bringing everyone up. It's right, and it's both. Right. right. So there was a piece yesterday, right, the same newspaper that I'm still criticizing, I still read, right. uh, by Nicholas Kristoff or someone right. like that about, I think it was Sierra Leone and right. how poverty is significantly but, less than it used to be. So, right. But and what I, I was going to say just, is I agree, like, even though that doesn't happen without capitalism, capitalism still needs a lot of reform, right? right? I agree exactly. with that, too. And I would also say, like, some of the most liberal columnists at the New York Times who are like, I mean, Lydia Polgreen is one of my favorite people in the entire world. She went to St. John's. She's not, uh, she's very comfortable. And she also, I mean, I'm not, you know, St. John's is where my son went. It's a great book school. Very, it sort of changes the way you look at the world. And I would just say that, um, it's where my son goes, sorry. But uh, I would just say that, like, I don't, I don't, I think this is more, I, I think this is more about a question of, like, really questioning everything than it is about a sort of personal vendetta. Against yeah. the 1%. I'm sorry I will say, I will say this just to bring it back to Biden for a second. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I, you want to go back no, to what we're supposed to be talking well, about. Well, no, I, no, but I do think the, I do think Bradley's point about the placement of a story like that on the front page is something that they do a lot of internal debate about. Right. And, and, may, I, and I, that I th- is And I think it probably does reflect, again, I'm, I'm speculating because I, I don't know and I haven't talked to anyone there about it. It does reflect an institutional movement away from supporting Biden's candidacy in 2024. Oh, really? For I sure. Not, not, not like, oh, they're giving up on him or they're dumping him or anything like that, but they are opening the door to that idea that he's too old to be president. I, I don't agree. Yeah. And I also would say this. I think, I mean, again, I, I don't want to be that person, but the idea, okay, he's old. All right, congratulations. He's really old. I, look, I thought Diane Feinstein should have resigned when she was out, and now they've brought her back, and they're weekend and burning it, burning her, and it's working out fine. She's voting. Who cares? I mean, that's my feeling. But uh, should she have resigned? Absolutely. But we could, you know, they couldn't get it together for whatever reason. But here's the thing: if you look at Biden, just like look at what he's done. He's an excellent president. He's an Excellent. I yeah, mean, I, the and debt, this the debt, debt ceiling, ceiling thing was incredible. Here's the here's the conspiracy theory. Am I allowed to curse? Oh, yeah, yeah. You get three. I'm watching the Sunday shows, and I'm watching not Ken Buck, but someone equally stupid, a, a Republican uh, Freedom Caucus guy, complaining that the debt ceiling cemented Biden's progressive gains. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I, I agree. Right, so this, this podcast right. is actually a big Biden supporter. Right. He, but here would be the theory, which is not that the Times doesn't think that he's been a pretty good president. I think he has. It's we don't know that he will literally survive or appear to be, you know, ambulatory through the campaign. Harris is so wildly unpopular that, unfortunately, the status quo will result in loss and therefore we need to make a change, even though he is actually quite good at the job. Now, here's the question, though. And again, so I actually think he's going to be fine. And I think he'll be fine. And I think he'll run. And I think But what's that based on that he's going to be fine? I mean, it, it, like, I, I hope he's fine, too. I, I've, I've, but like the way he conducts himself in public is disconcerting. I mean, the, the fall in front of a crowd like that. He, he fell over sandbags. I, I, someone who falls all the time. Randomly. Yeah, I also have fallen but all the time and no whacked. But, but yeah, I mean, how many American he's, presidents he's fall down like that? Yeah. I, I don't. You should do better. I, Trump um, fell down all the time too, and Trump would say crazy stuff and look, wasn't able sure, to I'm walk not, down a goddamn ramp. I mean, I'm just saying. And tr- and by the way, again, if what, what is, is happening? Are we going to jail? Yes. Um, 
I would say That's one. A, it looks like that thing was blinking up there. Uh, one other very annoying thing, which is that I actually believe now I've lost my train of thought. Or I was, ca- I was sort we, we of. We turn that on deliberately throw. Yeah. yeah, that's what we do when someone's. <laughs> if you say stuff we don't like, the beeper yeah. goes off. That's right. Um, I just think that I, I just am not. I'm not convinced. I don't know. I, 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 I look. I really, 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 really hope you're right, and. I would still stay the course too. I would not say right. like there's no okay. mechanism for it, and no. there's no well, you're going to kick out the guy who's had the most success yeah. because he's the, old. The best thing that could happen would be today, Alito or Thomas or someone decides that they want to spend the rest of their life watching Netflix. Right. They resign. You put Harris on the court, and then right. you can play pick a better vice president. The odds of that are exceptionally low. I am not agreeing with you. I am just saying right. Okay. Because I but. Um, I would say, I just want to get back to this for a second. Republicans, I mean, Democrats are very into being nervous. That's like kind of our brand. Um, but Republicans are freaking the fuck out, right? Yeah. I mean, you see, right, RFK Jr., who is a candidate for no one, right? I mean, that's like, you know, he's anti-vax. He's got me, whatever. I can't say what he has. He has problems. Uh, and he's also, I mean, what did, we're going to just all run for president? I mean, you know, he's a character for, from succession. Uh, there's just no world in which this is a real character ca- candidate. We have him. We have, you know, no labels desperately trying yep. to get Manchin to run. I mean, these guys are freaking the fuck out because they know that their candidate, Donald Trump, is, is, not, a, is not a young 77. Yeah, I mean, every it, here's the thing: when you go through everybody's own situation and analyze it in a vacuum, everybody's fucked. Right. I agree <laughs> with you that in the totality of it, Trump will have a hard time at least beating Biden in, a, in right. an election. And if Trump's not the nominee, the Republicans have a hard time overcoming the baggage of Trump, Trump. including Trump right. telling his voters to stay home and not right, vote right, for right. The, the nominee. And the person they picked as their second, you know, the National Review crew has gone to Santis because they've decided he's Trumpism without Trump. And if you were trying to go into fascism, he would be the perfect choice. But, you know, you still have to get elected. And the guy screaming at his negative charisma, yeah. he is like literally, I mean, if that guy can be president, then all the other guy who, the guys who lost. I mean, the idea that you could just elect someone who's just sort of unpleasant to the job is yeah. not how it works here. Yeah. Um, although on the flip side, if you were to analyze Democrats, you would say Biden is, although I agree with you, a really good president, very unpopular, uh, the very old, the vast majority of his own party would prefer that someone else run, although they couldn't possibly tell you who, right. but nonetheless. Uh, Harris is even more unpopular. Right, but and Biden... And therefore, people will, for the first time really think about the VP choice when they make their presidential in a way that they usually don't, and that's going to really hurt Biden, and that's that's their risk. So the point is, right. just, there's, there's on paper significant risk on both sides. I mean, the situation is never without risk, but I would say also Biden is, I mean, the, everyone is always like, Biden is so old, Biden is so this, Biden is so that, he's not a great speaker. You get, I watched a press conference with him the other, you know, two weeks ago where he was like absolutely destroying this journalist. She was like, well, what about the, you know, the Republican debt ceiling bill? And and he was like, well, what's in it? And she was like, I, I, you know, and he's like, well, tell me what's in it. And so, I mean, the thing is, the expectations for him are so consistently underground that any time he gets up there. He exceeds it. Yeah, I think that's right. 
Um, so AI, Sorry. which was the original question you asked about oh, 25 minutes AI. ago. But here, so it's a political boring. question. Okay, Don't worry about go. it. Which is, so the Center for AI Safety, right. which I hadn't heard of till they which released is, their letter last which week. Which run by AI companies. Of course. Yeah. Uh, released a letter saying from 350 scientists and tech execs right. saying that the existential risk of AI is up there with pandemics and nuclear war. Okay, so the, the question here is not whether to debate that that's true or not true. Right. It's... I believe that this is where people fundamentally misunderstand politics. They think that because they released a statement and they got some press coverage on it, right. something that therefore good will then happen, right? <laughs> and like, I understand <laughs> that if they now want to go back in 20 years and say, see, I told you so, I signed this letter right. in 2023, like, okay, cool, you, you got your yeah. record now. Yeah. Short of that, assuming their goal is to actually accomplish it or anything, they've got to make this a major salient political issue in the 2024 campaign, which I think is doable because right, the press right. likes to talk about right, AI right. and they want something. But but you could turn this, I would argue, into a whole campaign where you're, for example, saying, okay, this is the AI safety platform. You send a questionnaire to all the candidates. You endorse and send some sort of JPEG that they could stick on their Twitter and their website and saying supports AI safety and the ones who don't are, are the enemies of AI safety. And you could run a whole campaign around sort of validation and stocking town halls with questions about it and op-eds and blog posts and oppo and grassroots and everything else where you make AI such a constant question on the 2024 trail for everything, right? State, right. state, federal, local, that when you then have your bills moving in 24, so many people are on the record is that you at least have some momentum to try to pass something. Right. And just the notion that you raised in a, a warning, like right. it's only going to matter if people think that politically it will be held against them in their next election if they don't act on it. So I guess here's assuming that you just agree with that when that's not even right. debatable. I, mean, right? I think right. that right. makes sense. So this is what you do. So, yes. It yeah. makes so, sense. so why right. don't. OK, so Sam Altman, smart guy. Right. right? All the people, everyone who signed that letter, I bet, has a higher IQ than I do. Right. I mean, so, sure. Sure. Maybe. But, I don't know. I mean, uh, yeah. But okay, cool. Why, so so why, why the disconnect? Why is it so hard for smart people to accept and understand how, how government works? works? Yes. Well, why did Elon Musk completely destroy Twitter? Because, you know, smart people can be good at one thing and bad at everything else. I mean, I don't think that's a mystery. I say that from seeing it in my own personal experience. I mean, I don't think I'm the smartest person out there, but I just think I know what I'm not good at. Um, right. That, it's funny. So I will say, as someone who now deals a lot with tech founders, right, not knowing what they don't know is a problem. Yeah. And so. that's what I would say. I think that's a problem here. I mean, I think that clearly this is an issue. Look, I mean, the thing that's working for uh, AI is that the Congress really did, uh, Congress, the Senate, the, you know, the presidency, they did not do anything for social media. They did not do any nope. of the stuff they were supposed to do. And and in Europe, they did more regulation. More. Yeah. And so uh, they know they messed up. I was going to say fucked up, but then I wanted to stay classy. <laughs> so I said messed up. But they know. I mean, you see these hearings and you know they're on the defensive. Right. So there really is an opportunity here to push AI regulation I think the problem is just that these founders, don't, again, they think they know everything. Right. And so you have... And, and in a weird way, the thing that 
they fucked up on the most, I would argue, and listeners may be tired of hearing me say this, is repealing Section 230, right? Because right. ultimately, all the platforms have an economic incentive to promote toxic content, despite what they right. say, right? Um, and f until that liability protection is removed, they're going to keep doing that. Arguably, even for AI, if all of a sudden Meta was not able to distinguish online and tell you this is real, this is AI, and they could be sued for it. Right. Right now, if I post something and I claim it's real and it's AI, you could maybe sue me in some way, but right. what, most of the time, what are you going to recover, right? Right. But you sue Meta, I there's a lot. I would sue you. Yeah, me, you okay. But it. overall, you know, yeah. luckily I don't post anything. Really. Um, <laughs> so um, in a way, to be able to start having distinctions between what's real and what's AI, right. I think if you the same solution to a lot of the social media problem, which is taking away this liability protection, if you were to do that, would create the same economic incentives for the platforms to be able to say, this is AI, this is not. And when they don't know, you just don't let it post in the first place. Right. Well, I mean, the problem here is that you have a Congress that doesn't know enough to push a legislation that they don't really know about. I mean, the you know, how many people know what Section 230 even is? Uh, 1,237,436. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask chatbot. I mean, but seriously, I mean, Section 230 is no, like... No, nobody knows. Right, yeah, and a lot of members... listeners to this podcast. Right, and a lot it. of members of Congress, if you ask Which them, would be million. like, you know, you think, you know, I'm, I was going to call out a member of Congress, but I don't no. want to. But, I mean, I think a lot of those guys, um, with the exception of Richie Torres... Yeah, Richie uh, Right. Um, no, and Rokana. I mean, there are only a few people who really know what any of this tech regulation is. And the problem is that the people in tech do not want it. They want fake regulation. I mean, you know, yep. think about Facebook. Regulate us, regulate us, regulate Oh, not that way. Not like <laughs> right, that. Nothing that would cost us money. Right, exactly. Yeah, but the ironic thing is, like, if you're, and I've said this to people in the administration, like, make that Kamala's issue, right? So instead right. of her just saddling her with the migrant crisis, which was, uh, nobody could possibly handle that well. Of course, right? Biden had the migrant crisis when he was vice president. He is. It's so the traditional. I'm just saying, this is the traditional the VP with the shittiest right, thing. Right, but right. the difference is, when no one was worried about Obama dying in office from old age, right. so they didn't really care. He, he did smoke. He did smoke. But overall, olives. they didn't really care what seven Biden almonds. thought, whereas people are worried about that for Biden, so therefore Harris becomes more more relevant. So, look, every parent, I mean, you know. Again, I would like to just, I'm going to go on the record here and say that I truly believe that the, uh, unpo that, that so much of what this sort of vitriol f facing the vice president is, and again, people are going to get mad at me, I don't care, um, Sexism and racism, yep. and un and people unable to see that it's sexist yeah, and racist. I've, I have said, yeah. I've written that. Uh, okay, no, I agree. Right. So, but getting a little defensive. They also stuck like. her. So here's all right. Here's another conspiracy theory then. Right. Political one, which is your team Biden. It's 2020. You're coming okay. into office, and you're a little worried that if the VP becomes somehow the star of the administration. Well, that's always been a tension. Right. But especially in this case where right. he's so old, they're like, well, we'll just push him aside and put her in. Right. And so they kind of said, all right, well, let's make sure that doesn't happen. So let's right. give her the shittiest issue possible, right. which is the migrant thing. And the problem is they went too far they, and they haven't fixed her. And now you're in a situation where she's more likely to cost them the next election than she is by, by them losing overall than by her replacing Biden on the tickets. You got to prop her up. And I would say... 
I don't know a single parent. Yes, I live in the bubble of, you know, succession like Manhattan and whatever else. But but nonetheless, I don't think there's any parent on any side of the political spectrum that does not worry about what their kid's doing on the Internet. I think right. that basically every single parent feels that you can't really control what your kid's doing. You know, there was some illusory sense of that pre-COVID. And I think once the kid's schoolwork and everything else got mashed together, that was just the end of it completely. Yeah, because you can't tell them not no, to go No, I didn't. Right. right, I'm doing my homework. Right. Right. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on Reddit. I, I, right. <laughs> if only they were just on Reddit. <laughs> I think that if you showed parents that you were legitimately giving them the support from the government to protect their kids because the government's going to say to these platforms, you can't do this, as opposed to parents trying to figure out what's on there and, and trying to stop their kids from going to TikTok, which is futile. Right. Um, I think you'd have a ton of support from that kind of across the ideological spectrum. And I don't know why you wouldn't take an issue like that and let Harris run with it. Um, I don't know why either. I mean, I don't know who decides what the vice president gets to do and who and what she doesn't get to do. And I, I think that's smart. Yeah. So and she's you think also, they realize this? They have to, right? Too I mean, to. I don't, I, I'm not talking to Jeff Zeitz, but if I do, well, you're probably more likely to talk to him than I am. I don't know. Yeah. But if you, you know, I, I mean, certainly I think that, um, you know, yeah, she needs to be tasked with better stuff. So here's a question. If, since it's not happening... Why is it not happening? They're, they're they're not stupid, like they're not they're not they they don't lack for sort of political skills. Why 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 is Jeff Seitz not doing this? I don't know. What's the argument against it? I mean, it would probably be something like she's so unpopular that the more we get her out there, the more the weaker we are. I'm not going to plug down. my podcast now. Please Fast do. Pol- no, you're, you're allowed to do that. Fast you're allowed, politics. You're to do that. Fast politics. F A S T. There's Politics. no E at the end of it, like no. a silent E. Mm-hmm. No. Um, and, uh, and I'm having uh, um, Ron Klain on Thursday. Oh, so I'll ask him. Yeah. I'm sure he'll love that. Yeah. Um, I'll be like, Ron. Yeah. We were yeah. just talking with Bradley Tusk the other day <laughs> about how badly you And we want to know <laughs> why you fucked this up so bad. <laughs> right. Um, all right. Uh, college admissions process. So you're familiar with this whole <laughs> yes, process, right? Yes. So my daughter took the SAT this weekend. Is she is nine, seven, She's an 11th. 11th. Yeah. 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 We took, we went to her testing site was canceled. So we went to Hoboken high school uh-huh. and took it there. You're allowed to cross state lines for the SAT? Oh Appar- God. Apparently. Oh, oh, so no, have you, you done this? Yeah. Yes. Oh no. It's a fucking. Oh no. I, I've been doing it. My, my daughter's the same age as Bradley's. So right. Okay. He, they same school, but, but, but she, they took it in New York. Yeah, some some area of Brooklyn we've never been to. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. What, friends have didn't have it? I, I mean, for some for some whatever, reason, but, yeah. whatever, uh, it, it, her site got canceled. We went to Hoboken. But I spent the majority of the Did car- you wait for her? Yeah, so what I did, this is going to fascinate This is, you're a much better parent right. than I am. Well, I no, was no, like, so enjoy my, your Uber. Wait, 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 you have to let Bradley tell what he did. It's all boring. My <laughs> uncle, who grew up in Hoboken, met me there and took me on like a tour. Because oh, this was his church. Cute. This is like architectural tour, kind of? Kind of, like this is where he grew up. This is where they moved to. This was his school. This was his little league. So we did that. And then my sister lives in New Jersey. Here's the problem. I was like, oh, my sister lives in New Jersey. I'll go see my sister. You couldn't get back in time. Well, I I just barely got back in time. But, yeah, it turns out Wyckoff, New Jersey, is nowhere near Hoboken, New Jersey. What were you thinking? It's It's a huge state. Yeah, it's like a 45-minute Bradley's only lived in in New York City his entire life. And New Jersey is still a complete mystery to Listen, I have lived in New York York City my entire life. My parents both grew up in New York City and my grandparents. And I'm telling you... 
I, because I go to D.C. all the time, I yeah. know New Jersey is huge. Yeah, I, sp- I, <laughs> spent, all I, I spent most of Saturday in the car, but but the upside was... Um, <laughs> what was the upside? Me in New telling, Jersey? Well, not the times where I was just sort of by my myself, but like when I was with my daughter, was the like, look, do your best, however it goes, it goes, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. The test itself doesn't matter, or you go to college doesn't matter. Right. So you have kids right in that age group. Right. Um, agree with that or disagree? Again, so this is like not, this is actually like not a small question. This is a no. huge question because, right. The, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is a question that um, does it matter where you go to college? I dropped out of college. Right. I went to Wesleyan. I dropped out. I hated it. I was like, what am I even doing How here? How old were you when you dropped out? Like 19. I then went, got into Barnard. I then didn't go. I then got into NYU. I also didn't go. I then decided it would just be easier to write a novel. I wrote a novel. I published a novel. And then my mother was like, you are the only person in this family to not go to college. Like, I cannot live like this. Like, because my, you know, everyone else had graduate degrees. She was like, it just, I, I, I am having a nervous breakdown. Right. And so I said, okay, if I can get into grad school... And I do a graduate degree. Is that okay? And so I went and got an MFA wait, at Bennington. Wait. And they didn't care that you had. I said I published a book. You want someone who has a BA, or you want someone who published a book? And so there's like, so for, generally speaking, for grad school, is there? Well, like you a went rule? back to get an MFA after publishing a book, but she yes. didn't get the BA. She never I never got, got, the got BA. a BA. So right. you can like right but now. Why do you need an MFA if you have already published a because book? Because I did not have a. Mom. My mom was like, oh. I was ABD yeah. at Columbia. And I she never picked got... Bennington to punish them by picking making the most expensive education. No, possible. I picked Bennington <laughs> because I knew I could bully my way in there. Which you but did. I mean, which I did. But I'm just saying, so, like, do can, I... Can you go to graduate school right now with no college degree? Is, it, I mean, is it their choice to let you in? If you're... If, if you, you have Molly on your side, I think yeah, you Yeah, I mean, I think you could... There's always a way. So if you wanted to be... Take, let's say you wanted to be a lawyer, right? I don't know and, if you could go to law school. Right. Could you, could you... If you graduate law school and pass the bar... But you didn't go to college. Probably fine. Wait, remember that story that Michael Lewis wrote in the Times Magazine about the guy who learned the law the from <laughs> watching Law and Order, <laughs> I think exclusively? Yeah. Do you remember that? No, no. but that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and, totally and, and he dispensed legal advice, and apparently it was, I guess it's, it's like jackpot. It was excellent, yeah. It was uh, like better than you I, get from... I, I just want to point out, I'm not like doing surgery on people. You know, I'm an MFA, you know, Masters of Fine Arts. I mean, it's not like... I mean... I actually regret not going to college, and I wish I had just gone to St. John's and read the great books and had four years of living in Santa Fe. When you say St. John's, you don't mean the one in Jamaica, Queens. No, I mean the little great book school, which is like I know. I thought, the, I thought the one in Queens when she mentioned it no, first. Yeah, I think no, no. But when you're in New York City and you mention St. John's, people think... All right, well, there's a tiny great books no, college that's been it. written about in the, the Times. The hundred books. Right. Where and is it? It's a million books. So it's, uh, it's in Maryland. Well, there's one in Maryland and there's one in Santa Fe. And the, and the Santa, Santa Fe. Makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. that's one of my kid goes to the Santa Fe oh. one. So the curriculum I, is what? You just read. It's, well, so it's so you like, smoke some pot, too. It, it's like you do math through, uh, you do math through Euclid. You do Euclidean yeah. proofs. Yeah. You do... Greek, you do Latin, you do a lot of Aristotle the first year, the second year, you do more modern stuff. (laughs) Not really. Um, But it's just a real classical education. Is it working? I mean, what's the goal? Uh, The goal is... Not living with you for a couple (laughs) years? The goal, I think the, you know, 
I, he's having an incredible time, and I can barely understand anything he says. That's so correct. I think that he has now can only relate to his father because his father has a PhD, um, and uh, the rest of us are just completely sort of too stupid Four to years, converse. Same, same, same process. thing. No choices. No anything. No sports. No frats. No just. Books and the degrees of BA in it's a, literature or something. Yeah, it's a it's a bachelor's of art. Yeah, it's just normal. Yeah, yeah. got it. Yeah, but to me that makes you know that sort of a. It's thing. not a prestige like, thing. I right. met I met Abby's boyfriend this weekend. We went to the Mets game. It was a long day after the SAT. Jesus, we went to the Mets game, which I drove to again. It was way. Too, I'm a terrible driver. I'm a terrible driver. I have to tell you, I love driving so much, but I have had so many accidents. I'm just a terrible because I have very bad. I can barely see. I have very bad depth perception. I love to drive. And I, lo- I lose track of the lanes sometimes. Yeah. No, that's a very miles. New York. I grew up <laughs> yeah. in New York way to drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a terrible driver. Um, I love it. I grew up it's in New York really and fun. I'm a good driver. Just for but the record, the, it's the, possible. The kid, yeah. the, the kid who was. Yeah, you who think was, you're a good driver. You say no, no, you're no, a good I am. driver. I am. I am. I, I believe that you are, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You've been in the car with me. Yeah, you're yeah, pretty good. Um, so the kid, what I well, liked I'm about gonna, him, I'm going to take. I'm, I'm going to drive you up to. I'm not going to. I'll protect his privacy, but is, is uh, he? Does he go to? Is he at he the goes, same school? No, he's a Jewish kid that just graduated from Xavier High School. Okay. So Jewish kid that went oh, to Catholic wow. school. All right. We're Jewish. Um, and though I would be fine if he wasn't. Um, but what was interesting, what I liked about him was he's going to college in Ireland. Oh, he's going to Dublin. Yeah. Rivers, and he had, but he's like, I asked him, you know, why did you choose to do that? It's well unconventional. And it kind of explained, it was really thoughtful about, like, this is the kind of life experience he's had to date. This is the kind he would like to have. He feels like it would just be a more interesting experience for him. Like, it was thoughtful. And to me, it was like, okay, this is the goal, right? It's not which college your kid goes to. It's It's them being thoughtful enough to say, here's what I think would make me engaged or even happy. And I have an understanding of that on my own that doesn't require other people to tell me what it is. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to pursue that, right? Because, like, I do that, but I think in many ways I didn't do it until I was, like, my 40s or something, at least in terms of certain ways. Right? Like, I went to Penn for college right. because my you know, immigrant parents really wanted me to go to an Ivy League school. Right. And that's when I went to. And I fucking it was not right for me yeah. at, at all, right? And right. that was sort of totally obvious the, in retrospect. But, but yeah. I also think, like, the... When you have immigrant parents, and I say this as someone who did not have immigrant parents and had very soft, nepo parents who, who who were very, you know, who grew up very grand and had, and I mean, I shouldn't, you know what, I shouldn't be mean to my parents. I love my parents, they're the greatest. But I'm just saying the immigrant parent, you know, you just don't have those kind of choice, you know, they just want, need you to survive, right, for yeah. the line to well, continue. and especially if it's a household of Holocaust survivors. Right, exactly. It really becomes yes. that, right. Yeah. And then you, you had that next generation where, I mean, we talk about the two guys a lot, which was like, so I always worry that my kids... Right, or that third too generation. Soft, right. they're too entitled, right, they're too right, this, right. they're too that. And to a certain extent, that's true, right? My kids are growing up wealthy in Manhattan, right. which is different than how I grew up. Um they may not have the level of professional success that I've had because they may not have the hunger that I've right, had, right. the willingness to sacrifice that I've had, the working for lunatics, whether it's Chuck Schumer or Ablogoyevich right. or Henry Stern or whoever, right, the right. willingness to put up with all that shit. But if they can be content, right, and if right. they can figure out, like, hey, these are people in my life who make me happy and I care about them and they care about me and here are things that I'm doing that I get fulfillment from, whether it's personal, professional, whatever it is, 
they're way ahead of the game. And so now come around to the point of view that maybe they actually do know what's going on. So I don't want to, I try not to talk about my kids because I had this mother who wrote about me my entire life endlessly. And people used to come over to me and be like, I heard that your dog died. I'm really (laughs) sorry. You know, things like, I mean, just so horrible. It was like the worst way to grow up. And uh, so I don't like to talk about my kids, but I will talk about them in a vague sense. So I have three kids and uh, one is um, 19 and two are 15 and two are very unfancy. You give them 20 bucks, they have it for a year. You know, they don't buy things. They don't, you know, what, the one kid has a credit card that's attached to mine. He's probably spent $50, right? I mean, the kid is just not. And then I have one kid who's very fancy yeah. and who just is fancy, who just, and he, but that kid is incredibly driven. And he's like, so tell me the math on how I would do this, this, and this. And Again, I just, they all grew up in the same household. They all have the same parents, and they're just wildly different. So it makes me wonder how much is nurture and how much is nature. Yeah. Yeah. I bet 50 50. Um, Hugo, anything we didn't cover that we need to? We didn't cover anything. Um, (laughs) Do you want us to go back to AI? No, we did it. I I have my question. You you answer it. I am the worst. No, I think we just have to do recommendations. Molly, you're the best. I I have to say, I've enjoyed enjoyed it. Like, I'm glad we didn't cover it. Let's let's make her do an off the cuff recommendation. I'm telling you, I'm one of the worst podcast guests because I have terrible, terrible untreated ADD. The way we end this, though, is a recommendation of anything. It could be a restaurant, a book, a movie, like a, a good bus route in Manhattan. A, a good, but the M16, whatever, like, a, yeah. And just, it is a good bus route. W- w- whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, I hate the bus. I like Let's really not talk it. about it then. Because I feel like you can walk. Like, I'd yeah. rather just walk. Like, when is there a time that I want to go slower? Right. <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to walk. And I want to go slower and not burn any calories. Um, so my recommendation, oh, this is bad. What are you reading? You like, you I, like? What am I reading right now? Oh, I actually am reading uh, Where I Was From, which is this Joan Didion book about California. I love Joan Didion. Yeah. Again, is she so liberal? No. I actually think she's one of the like great secrets of Joan Didion is that she's, a ter- she's actually terribly conservative. And I knew her, and I can say this is true. Uh, but her, you know, I'm working on this memoir about my mother, and... Uh, her writing is incredible, and it's so incredible. And I am like one of the. And then I'm reading a book that I have to blurb, um, but by Taylor Lorenz. Um, but I. So that book is amazing. Obviously, it's a uh, blurb. Uh, obviously, yes. um, book ever. But <laughs> there, uh, there was a line uh, in this book, this uh, Didion book, uh, somewhere in the wilderness of her own grief. Because she was talking about the the her relatives on the wagon trains, and again, it's interesting to me because I uh, grew up so, so radically different than Joan Didion in the fact that I did not have, you know, great grandparents who wagon trained around, you know, or great great grandparents. So, but uh, these stories of the the women going across the plains with the babies and then they die and they don't want to tell anyone because they don't want to bury them and leave them. And the wilderness of her own grief, I was uh, reading that and weeping. So that's mine. Nice. Yeah. Bradley, you got to match that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What's your so, wilderness so of grief? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to 
I think where I, I was I from is what it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't have a wilderness of grief. I, I, I read that once years ago. It's it's, it's like all, a lot about Sacramento. Yeah, but it's <laughs> well, like a well, but the you don't read you don't read it for Sacramento because who gives no, a fuck about no Sac- would, right. Sacramento? But the music of the you know you don't most writing now nobody cares about lyrics words. or words. Yeah, go on. Um, so. Uh, We'll see, we saw the Spider-Man movie, pretty good, not great, I would say. And the reviews were maybe a little too much. Did you guys ever read a novel called, the, it's from 1958, which is not usually how I read it, but The Best of Everything by Rona Jaffe. And it's oh, like yeah, considered yeah, one yeah, of the yeah, great yeah, New York's. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. I knew her. Did, yeah. Was, so, so how's the book? Should I haven't I read, read the book. Did you like her? All those women, I, I sort of like. That's a no. Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, they all. No. Sure. I was so my my niece when I was in New Jersey saw my niece and she asked for a list of book recommendations for camp, and I was googling. How various, old is the niece? She's fourteen. Okay. And and you said I think, I I came think we th- should give you Rona Jackson. Rona Jackson. Rona Jackson. Swear off reading for the rest of her life. In fact, you know that's going to be my recommendation. I'm just going to read off the list that I that I gave her. And these are she's a 14 year old kid. Good reader. Like how long is this list? Ten books, I think, or twelve oh, books. That's too trouble. many recommendations. Yeah, just give us like just right. give us one or two, and then we can post the rest. Yeah. Anna Kay, Ready Player One, Tomorrow, 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 Free Food for Millionaires, My Year Abroad, The Goldfinch, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, what? The Interestings, the... Lesson in Chemistry. She said she wanted a lot of books. She's the World 14. According to Garp, Bel Canto, and This Is Where I Leave You. So, if you are a fourteen-year-old who apparently plans to all spend all of camp reading. Um, then this is that's a, the Bradley uh, Tusk. But I'm not the sure, actual but recommendation: like, the TV show Jury Duty. Anybody seen it? Oh my! Oh, it's so amazing! Fucking I love funny. It. It we amazing. watched it on Friday. The, the whole way, thing on Friday. They was do. You know, they did three different ones. Are they going to release the other ones? No, because the other two were the jurors sucked. Like the guy, they had to do three. The, he was the nicest guy. Yeah, well, that's the most why lovely the, guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and you could tell. And, it, and what's funny? It wasn't mean in a way oh, because they all. Are in like, and yeah. they also liked him so much that nobody yeah. wanted to be a dick to him, right? Yeah, so, it was like, great. there was ridiculous stuff, but there was sort of a kindness it was brilliant to it. Done, now, yeah. here's the question though. So you saw also, yes, Megan's not, yes. Let's just say that it was all scripted and that you didn't have the premise of the real juror. I saw that it could be a really good show. Like, well, did, it's did, improv, did it's it the need, case for improv. Right, so did it need to even have that, or could it just be a show about yes. jury duty? I thought that that, was, that part was actually quite dumb. And like, I don't, and then they give him money, like, just do, do an improv show. Yeah, it didn't seem to really, right. My enjoyment of it wasn't like, what a fool Ronald is, because he doesn't yeah. know what's going on. It was just all the funny shit that everybody was saying constantly. Yeah, you know? poor Ronald. Yeah. It's, it's, look, we now know who Ronald is. And we love Ronald. And we love Ronald. Ronald is a, right. a national treasure. All right, yeah, we're, right. So we're, land, we're landing this plane. Molly, um, plug some stuff. Podcast columns. She's been plugging herself all the time. Yeah. This is the official plug. <laughs> <podcast. laughs> man. I mean, come Obviously, on. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So stingy here. Yeah, no, really. no, no, no. Look, that's what the podcast is for. We right. wanted to do it. She's been telling us about her podcast. I have podcasts. All, you know, right. you Monday, right for Vanity Fair. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the podcast Fast Politics. Right. Uh, you can find it. Uh, so I write for Vanity Fair once a week. Um, and then I have a book coming out whenever I finish that. We don't even have a title. And we then, this is about but we, we will have a PNT network, though. Oh, well, better. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have uh, uh, the title. I don't quite have a title yet. Okay. Well, I you, mean, we'll break news when you have it. You'll come back on this podcast to announce <laughs> yes. it. Yes. And then, uh, and then, what else do I do? I, you know, I do the, you know, the occasional 
television of hundreds. Occasionally, right? like every day. Yes. <laughs> Which you can now apparently watch yourself. Which, on. by the way, yeah. I ruined my my. I wasn't getting my hair colored, which I have to do all the time because this very elaborate hair that people. That's not natural. Yeah. The, the four <laughs> the colors skunk there. Look, yeah. yeah. And, and so, and always, I get these comments like on the internet that are like, "How can you? No one takes you seriously because of hair." And my my colorist like pulled up a strand. And it, it had broken off. And she was like, that is not a bang. She's like, that is you killing your hair. So um, I'm trying to not kill my hair. That's my All right, so the final recommendation, don't, don't dye your hair too much because it kills it. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks.